This is episode one of season three of Paper Cut for December 21st, 2022. Welcome to season three of Paper Cut, the Nyack Library and the Marinette Library podcast. I'm Tracy Dunstan. I'm Morgan Strand. And I'm Rosemary Farrell. And today we are talking about Whiteout, a novel. And this anthology is by Danielle Clayton, Tiffany Jackson, sorry, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. A lot of great people, a lot of great people. Was very excited to read it. So here's a little summary. Atlanta is blanketed with snow just before Christmas, but the warmth of young love just might melt the ice in this novel of black joy and cozy, sparkling romance by the same unbeatable team of authors who wrote the New York Times bestseller, Blackout. Which I have, but I haven't read yet. I want to though now. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> um, so I just wrote a couple notes about like what I was looking up the authors and what, why they wrote this book and what they felt about it. And the Daniela Clayton, she was, she, um, I didn't realize she started the weeding diverse books movement, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and she wanted to create a story centered on the lives and loves of black teens and like blackout, she wanted to show different relationships, but she wanted to twist a little bit by having like a dude in distress instead of a damsel in distress. And then the different, um, tropes I guess for the romances so she had like access to lovers enemies to lovers forced proximity and then best friends to lovers and then another one of the authors said that they was talking about writing the book too and she was saying that she um remember when she was growing up she saw a lot of books where the black characters were always like the sassy best friend so she wanted to create a book where like you could see yourself there's all these different versions of different types of black or people of color representation and it wasn't just the sassy best friend they were the you know main character energy and all that jazz so I thought that was really good really cool I agree I really for me um I think I came to Tracy and said like we should do this book because I had just read Blackout and it it just it was just so good like uh it was it took place on one day in New York City, there's a blackout and then there's all these different stories by the same authors and they all have like a part of them that comes together. So they all go, you know, and it was just amazing. I love, like you said, Tracy, it just showed black and POC characters in different roles than most books show them. And it showed love in different like in different ways. And it was just really like in friendship, um, families, uh, relationships, it was just really well done. So when I saw Whiteout, at first I was like, I don't know, because I saw the cover and I was like, is this going to be like a Christmas kind of thing? And like, I'm not one of those people that likes the Christmas movies and like the Hallmark girl. Sorry guys, that's not me. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Same, same authors. I'm going to do it. And it was really good. It was really good. My only thing that I wish I would have done differently was to listen, listen to the audiobook version, because I, I bet that like hearing the different um, voices for the characters would have been an amazing touch, like something extra. It was really cool. I, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I should have done that. I might still do it. <laughs> So did they have in the audio version, Tracy, did they have, obviously they had different different readers for each of the characters or was it the same person? Yeah, they had like 12 people doing all the different voices. Cool. It, 
and then different they had different like waves some were like super southern some were kind of like you know they had different accents based on the character which was fun that's cool I might have to do I might have to listen too because there was a couple times where I was like okay who is this like I had because I I think if I'd sat down and I didn't I wish I'd had time to do this like just read it all at once because it's it's a relatively quick read then I wouldn't have this issue was like okay who is this person who are they related to because there's a lot of not only different friendships and different uh partnerships and different couples but there was all the family stuff going on um so sometimes I would think all right who's that were they in this book already and I gotta like flip back but overall like I really enjoyed it I say I I'm not a Hallmark person Hallmark movie person either um but uh I did you know very appropriate for the season, <laughs> but I did really um, enjoy reading something. I don't usually read YA books on a regular basis. Um, so I enjoyed reading some the YA book and reminding myself what it felt like to be that age and um, that feeling of, I think it did a great job, no matter who, the, all the different couples of showing or showing how like, how, I mean, love is always intense, no matter what kind of love it is. But when you're a teenager, it's like, if this person doesn't like me, I'm just going to die. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> I can't get up the next day. Like, I cannot go on. And, you know, it's something that, I mean, it can happen at any age, but it's really like, everything is like that. The stakes are so high when you're, when you're uh, in the like late teen, like the, I guess, mid to late teens, early 20s, these characters are in. And I, I liked how they had like um, was it Maurice and who's the guy with the drones? Ern? I don't know how to pronounce his name. The yeah. one who worked yeah. at the stadium okay. and his his uh, boyfriend Maurice. Um, so they had the like different generations. They had the, the parents. They had like the mid twenties, late twenties couples. I mean, they focused on the teens, obviously, but so they she had different perspectives on relationships and love and like you said Morgan like not just romantic love but family love friendship love and the deepness of that and which is something that in general sometimes gets a short shift it's like it's all romance or it's nothing and that's just not the way life is <laughs> and you're really missing out if you don't try to experience all different kinds of love but it's something that you learn as you as you grow that it doesn't love does not just mean romantic love it means all these other kinds of love um, right. I agree with you. I, I, I think that love was shown so well in so many different ways. Um, I, I, I definitely agree. And, and because of that and how it was shown so many different ways and it wasn't so much on the romance aspect. I mean, it was, but it wasn't like so crazy or explicit. I think the book is great. Like you said, you're not a big YA reader, but I think that the book is good for young, younger tweens but also for adults because I think there was only one part that was like a little I mean you had to like if you thought about it you knew what was happening but otherwise it wasn't too much of the like explicit romance part but the story was so good that it's appropriate for the different ages I still think it's it's more appropriate for older tweens in high school and adults but it wouldn't be if I saw a tween with it I wouldn't be like oh no you know, put that down. <laughs> I also liked that they 
all like they were all so smart all the teens were so smart and like science was a big part of it right but it was also they all were smart for different reasons and it was just again so cool to see all these poc characters coming from these like really cool families being so smart you know the first story was all about i mean love and like her her science experiment about like is love and for teenagers real or is it all like you know a fraud and that's what kind of caused everything to go downhill and that was a really cool thing to see I don't know it really I love that they all came together to pull off a plan I love like you said Rosemary they showed uh relationships with the families and like the parents and everybody were involved but it wasn't really about them it was it was really good I only complain that I feel like they had maybe one or two many couples or characters like it got even in the audiobook I was like wait who now like it was just like kind of like it had like a nice thread but then towards the end it was like maybe we should cut down a little bit on the characters because it got a little confusing and it was a little bit repetitive after for towards the end now are are you guys fans of anthologies is that something that you go towards or do you stay away from anthologies depends like this book i guess it's an anthology in a way but i love books that are short stories that somehow add up to a novel and there's i love stories like this where a, a minor character in one story shows up it's like the major character in another story because when i'm reading a novel especially if it's something i really love there's you know the protagonist the antagonist whatever the main characters but there's all these periphery characters and sometimes those people grab you and you're like i would really love to read a book about just this person and what they're going through so I loved in this book I mean there's the main you know the main characters that pop up over and over again but then the the authors do this great thing where the um like the taxi driver the crazy Christmas car shows up a couple times he almost runs over Jimmy when he's down on the road um then he shows that like one of the other characters mentions oh we got a ride from this guy in this crazy red and green taxi and he's got all the di- I love the scene where he has all the different music for whatever holidays going on uh, I thought that was really funny um and uh yeah I, I love that kind of stuff I mean I I read anthologies of sh- I, I like to write short stories so I read short stories quite often more than a lot of other people probably so I, I do read anthologies of very you know completely separate stories but um books like this uh and books like Jennifer Egan, which is a, she writes books for adults, but she has a, a couple of books that are like that, where there's short stories and the characters recur. And sometimes they're like in the forefront and sometimes they're pulled back. And, and I'm really impressed that six people wrote this book because it doesn't read, I mean, there's sometimes you can sort of pick up different, slightly different styles, but it hangs, it, I would easily believe this was one author. Like, it's not jarring. Uh, the I way agree. It. So I'm re- that's really freaking impressive. I couldn't imagine like collaborating with five other people to write a book like this. I agree. I, I wrote something down about it because I was like, yeah, I, so for me, anthologies, I like them just in general. This is the first time, second time, because I read Blackout, but the first situation where I've read a book 
uh, read books where they all came together, but in general, like anthologies, but I just wrote something down and I was like, even though separate writers were used for each of the stories, they all fit together seamlessly. They all felt like the same voice was in charge. It was also a breath of fresh air to listen to a story about black teens who have aspirations and focus on achievements. Everything about it was lovely. It all came together. So yeah, it was, it was really a great, job by all the authors I don't even know how they did that because it's that's a lot <laughs> well I was in that same article that I found apparently they like kept like a running google doc where they just had like she was very intense um Daniela wow. was like keeping track of like making sure that all the, the scenes made sense and how everything had to wow. line up that's yeah. awesome that's smart <laughs> right? yeah that's yeah. really cool <laughs> yeah they set themselves up pretty well with the the way each chapter, each section starts with a place and a time. So I guess that's how they fixated on that. It's like, okay, now we're here and everything has to come together at the end, like a mosaic. Um, and I loved the fact that obviously, besides what you guys were saying, that people of color just being represented in all their glory and all their aspirations and different intelligences and what they love and what they do. Um, also, obviously, the is the the characters are LGBTQ plus and there was no, everyone was very just chill about it. It was just the way people were. And, and even like the Nigeria, um, was it the family Sola and Stevie was the, the two like main, the main couple. Stevie was not chill. Stevie was, <laughs> Stevie was not chill. Stevie was stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> he was sort of the opposite of chill. I'm just talking about their sexuality and their gender expression. That, that. No, there were definitely some very unchill characters, like neurotic, and I totally dug that because I'm completely anxious and neurotic all the time these days. Um, but, and wanting to control things that you really can't control. But even like the family, that the, the dinner scene, which was, I liked how they, like they hinted at this big argument or big, event that sort of split Stevie and Sola. And first I thought, okay, it was just the experiment. But then you get to the scene where she's remembering, the Sola is remembering the experience of the dinner where they were basically gonna come out as girlfriends to her family who are, I believe like a bunch of them were visiting from Nigeria. Yeah. So that, that was really cool. Like, cause you get like a whole other sense of blackness with the African family there. It's very different. <laughs> They were nervous about it, but it didn't seem like they were worried that the family would, you know, disown them or, you know, reject them. But I loved how that's when I felt like the stakes were deepened and heightened and whatever you want to call it, when we realized how Stevie behaved at the dinner. The muscle relaxants, I shouldn't give too much. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I like how surprising, right? It wasn't really all just like the fact that they were coming out. It was the fact that how she acted too, which I thought was kind of cool that it, it was more. It was cringeworthy yeah. though. I was yeah. like, oh God. <laughs> and and speaking of like the LGBTQ part, like uh, back to Stevie, um, Stevie's father was a reverend or a pastor or something with church. And even their interactions in the beginning of the book when like, the father is like about to go meet the mom at the mall and the father is just saying um 
like it came up the relationship and it seemed like they're cool with it. And he's, you know, big in the church and it wasn't a thing. The only issue that he was having was more so with like, I was it prone. It was like pronouns and name choice, yeah. but it wasn't that he had a problem. I think he was just struggling because that's his baby. And, you know, but it was just, it, it was just very well handled by the writers, how they did it. And it wasn't, it wasn't such a big deal. Everyone was chill in that sense, parents and teens. And it just, it just flowed. It didn't feel unnatural. And yeah. And man, what a snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. And it was what, six inches, but because it's Georgia, it's just. Right. So I think one of the characters said that too, like you can't have anything in, yeah. in Georgia. They're going to freak out. Like it was, it was nothing here. We'd, we'd be at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would be at work and the kids would be at school and I was wondering like um and they there was a lot of intimate scenes I'm not talking necessarily physically intimate but you know emotionally intimate scenes and then there was a scene in there was one scene later on in the book with Steven Sola that was a little more I'm not even gonna say explicit but it was more about them you know making out and it was it, I thought it was like, I'm, you know, being 55, I'm, I've thought back to the books that I read back, you know, with the YA books that existed, they didn't even call it YA, but like, you know, the classics like Judy Bloom and stuff like that, how, I guess, how, you know, there were so few scenes like that in YA books at all, books for teens, like nothing, you know, maybe kissing and that was it. And then I was wondering, like, I don't know if there's any, I didn't get to do research into this, but I was wondering if people, like, if anyone's tried to get this book censored or banned or any of that for, for many reasons, obviously, but like saying that this is inappropriate for, for kids to read. I think it's new, but I'm sure it's coming because <laughs> of all the, because of all the LGBTQ things, you know, so I'm sure somebody will have an issue. It, it's too new, but don't worry. They'll get to it. They'll get to this book soon. They're, they're gearing up. They haven't gotten to it yet. And, and I was reading, I was thinking, this is exactly, exactly the kind of book that's going to, people are going to get upset about. And it's exactly the kind of book that needs to be Right. everywhere you know right. that needs to be in every library and in schools so kids can read it and not feel like they're you know not feel alone or see themselves represented in a book and um yeah I guess we'll see I'm going to keep an eye out to see it reminded me of so many teens that come into the library like pages that we've had work here like I'm thinking of all the science and like all the things and I'm like wow we we have such smart teens. And then when I read this, I was like, so this is, is this based off Nyack High School? Because this is amazing. It's so, <laughs> it's so cool. Again, how relatable, believable, the stories, the backgrounds, everything is just so, so well done. I had a question and I didn't ask you guys this beforehand. So you're going to have to answer, think of your answers on the whim. So of the six authors, first part, I guess, of the question is, have you read anything, something from each of these authors? And if you have, which author would you say is your favorite or has so far has had your favorite book of the six, not of all time, you know, but like of these people? I think just The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I think I own Everything's Everything by Nicole Yoon, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I was the same. I 
The Hate You Give is the only one that I've read. Like I said, I don't read a lot of YA books. Um, so I recognize the names, just working in a library and also having a, a teenage daughter. Um, but I haven't read them. I have, well, I mean, I am a teen person. So I, I have read all of these books. I will say for me, uh, Miss Tiffany Jackson, your books are scary. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of, they can get dark, but they also cover topics that are just like, like Black Girls Missing and how they're, they're, them going missing is not really covered by the news the same way, you know, someone else may be covered. Um, I think I have read a book from everyone here. I think my favorite book, it's hard because I did love, of course. Ooh, I don't know. This is really hard. I think I'm going to say everything, everything. I loved everything, everything. It was amazing. Um, like I said, I love all of these authors, but everything, everything was a great really great story had a crazy twist at the end and um the movie made me a little sad because it wasn't as good as the book but uh yeah it was really good <laughs> yeah now I'm thinking like my daughter owns all of Nicola Yoon's books probably because I she started reading them they take them out of the library and then she loved them so I bought them for her but um right. I have to check that one out because I'm like, um Looking online, right. looking at the covers, and I recognize all of them. They're all in her bedroom, so I can, I can just go in and borrow them that way. We um we did Monday's Not Coming, which is Tiffany D. Jackson's book. We did that for the high school book club here at the library, and like I said, it was it was um, a lot. It was rough, but it was really well done. So all of these authors, I just, I really like them. Um, Nick Stone has had some great books. So it was a great choice to have these six people together. And we were talking about Hallmark Christmas movies. I mean, <laughs> it's really Hallmark territory because they're not like from a small town coming back to <laughs> the big city. I know, go back, reunite with their high school sweetheart. But this would make a great film. They oh are, my god! They're going to adapt it apparently. Oh, they already film. Are they no. going to do this one or Blackout? It said, I think this one. Netflix is going to do something with it. Oh, awesome! Rosemary, did you read Blackout? No, I'm going to read that next. I have. Oh, it's so. Oh, they're both so good. Yeah. So good. But I can't wait. Oh my gosh! You just got me so excited. It's going to be on Netflix. And it's, it's I'm be... glad it's it wasn't too hallmarky because my sisters make me watch all of those movies and I hate them. So I'm glad this wasn't. Uh, I can't. More I can't of the do same. it. I can't <laughs> do it. And and it was so funny because I was talking to another teen librarian. I'm like, oh, like, what are you reading right now? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm really into like the Christmas YA books. And I'm like, oh okay, I don't. <laughs> it's not really my thing. Like I just. <laughs> I don't know. I bet those are the people that like the Hallmark movies. So you know what? Hallmark has it right because people love it and they keep watching them. Now Netflix is down with them too. And they're making all these Hallmarky kind of Christmas movies. Lindsay Lohan has one. So you know what, ladies? Maybe we are missing the mark and we should start watching them. I've watched <laughs> for the outliers. so many. They're <laughs> awful. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, the perfectly decorated homes and every yeah. I, I I think I tried to watch. I don't think I made it through the whole thing. I I was sitting, you know, it was like a bad weather day. Didn't feel like doing anything. I'm like I'm gonna like 
be all cozy and sit on my couch and watch one of these really Christmassy movies. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I, I refuse. Telling you, I felt like I was assaulted by Christmas. It's just too much. Too much. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now, is are romance movies and books like your go-to, both of you? Or is it like, is that like your genre? I will say I really liked Bridgerton because Purnell, who works who works the library, talked me into reading one of them, and I actually really liked it. But normally, not. I don't go for romance that much. I'm I'm a romance girl. <laughs> not really romance, but then I think about some of the books I love. Like I mean, Jane Austen is an obvious thing that that's sort of become this franchise where it, the, her stories are adapted over and over and updated. And and I think I love that stuff. Like I, not just the books, but if there was a channel that was devoted to just like Jane Austen adaptations, <laughs> that kind of crap, I would probably, that would be my version of the Hallmark movie channel. And like every, and, like, and you could put Bridgerton in that too, that, you know, that whole vibe. And I, I would probably just watch those movies all day. And, and there's all these different, like there's the teen versions of Jane Austen stuff, like Clueless and, um, was it uh, 10 Things I Hate About You? No, that's Shakespeare. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's Shakespeare, that's yeah. Shakespeare. But all that kind of stuff I love. And I love I love sort of darker romantic things, like comedies or there's, because I, I I can't take too much frothiness. And, but I, I've, I've watched the Sandra Bullock stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it now. And like, I like romance, I guess, when it comes to books and not too much. Like, I don't like it to be too sappy. Like, I like a good love story and I like twists in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. then like, there's some movies like Love Actually. I was, I tried, I tried so hard. It was so hard. And I watched it because someone told me there was like a scene that I need to see. Uh -huh. And at the end of the movie, I was like, my God, this was <laughs> so, that was hard to watch. I like, um, Oh man, like just I don't know what like you would call the genre, but like it just like not like just regular just sappy love stories. Like I like there to be a little twist in there. Um The Firekeeper's Daughter. That book, it had it's a it's another YA book. Um it's about a Native American like teens and there's like a lot of stuff going on there. There's romance in there, but then there's also like a crazy like like uh I don't want to give too much away, but there's like, there's murder. There's like, you know, there's, it's like true crime. There's like a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it. So I guess, and it was a really, really popular book. So yes, it had that romance part, um, but it wasn't like the whole focus. So I think that that, even like I said, everything, everything, that book was about the romance, but it was also about a sick teen. And then there's like this whole big twist. So it's like, it, it, it keeps you engaged because it's not just like, I love him. And she loves, oh my God. And like, you know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I like, like for Hunger Games, like I like the romance in that story, like where it's part of it, but it's not the whole thing isn't like you're saying about the whole thing. Right. <laughs> Good questions, Morgan. Thank you. I really thought I really like this book. So it was like I was thinking about things that I would because I'm actually because um, it was so good. So 
I do a high school book club at the Nyack High School. So I, we bring books every month that we want to book talk to try and get them to read for the next month. So last month we read um, Blackout and I had recommended that. And then um, this month I was, I was like, well, one of the books I'm going to show you is Whiteout. And I was like, well, you know, like they were like, oh yes, let's read it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, Tracy, we got to do this book. It's so good. It's about winter. It's perfect. Like it's, it's like, it goes with everything that's going on now. It's not just one author. So we're talking about a bunch of people. And like, then it got me thinking about questions and it's just, I don't know. I really like this book. <laughs> and it seems like it's perfect for kids who are, don't consider themselves big readers. That's what I thought too. Yeah. It's like, because of all the short different sections of it and just the, and the text messages that that's pretty cool too. Right. The group chats. And like, even though, like you said, even though it's six authors, six stories, it's a lot going on. It's a quick read. So you could read one story and then take a break, or you could just keep going for me. I think I read like three and then I took a break, but it still read quick and it wasn't like hard. Well, not, it was a little hard to keep up with some of the characters, but it wasn't hard to keep up with the story. We knew what was going on and what everybody's mission was. So, yeah. Yeah, they she, they did a great job. They had the suspense built in right from the get-go. Like, are they going to be able to pull this off? Because one of the things, like, when you take, anyone takes a writing class or things, like, you have the, if they have the idea of a clock ticking, especially when you're writing a short story, too, is there's there's got to be a, a time frame that you're working on, so... There was that from right from the beginning and you throw in the snow and you throw in all the, in all the different places that people were. I thought they did a great job. I've never been to Atlanta, um, but I felt like I could figure out, I, I, I got a good sense of where they were and what those places were like. I, I love the description of the aquarium. I love the description of the Fox theater and, and stadium and, and all that and the different bridges. I like, I like knowing like where I am geographically in a story because otherwise I get distracted and I thought they did a good job with that without overdoing it you know what I mean yeah. you definitely got the I've only been to Atlanta a couple of times but I got like the vibe of of it it definitely didn't feel like it was New York it felt like it had to be set place take, take place in Atlanta which was cool I've never been to Atlanta but I know about that mall or not mall whatever because they, they they kept saying it's not a mall so whatever the name is I forgot forget it right now but I knew about that already so I was like oh, okay this is cool that we're gonna like do this um I do want to go to Atlanta I would love to experience this um I thought it was really cool so if you had if five stars how would how, what stars would you give this book four and a half yeah I'd say four and a half too same yeah I really liked it, it was cute it was, it was good read. Yeah, I will definitely watch the Netflix version to keep my eye out for it. So what? who would be your favorite character in the book if you had to pick one? Jimmy's sister. I like the whole like guitar. It was a little unbelievable with her like, oh, you happen to be famous and we're going to hang out and whatever. <laughs> but, but I liked her the way she was. Her character was really cool. I could relate to her. Because Atlanta, there's like celebrities everywhere. So I don't know if, I, I feel like it's possible for, you know, to be a okay. thing. <laughs> that was the only thing that I felt a little bit was like, you guys are all 18, 20. Like, these aren't going to last forever, probably. But it was cute. Listen, <laughs> you can't tell them. You, you don't know. 
I think my favorite character was Stevie because I am uh, I am that same kind of person. I am always stressed out and overthinking things and um, thinking it's too good to be true and, you know, trying to find all the reasons why something, you know, it can't be what it is. And um, I don't know, I just found like the whole situation to be relatable. And yeah, I really like Stevie. I guess I really liked, and they were sort of latecomers to the stories, like Ava and Mason's story, because I love the aquarium scene and yes. how they, I could relate to the idea that they, they're both, they'd already figured, they they thought they knew what the other person was thinking, so they didn't bother to say what they were, how, how they felt, and they were letting this sort of misunderstanding get in the way of the relationship, but um, they finally do actually tell each other what they're, how they feel, they patch things up. I mean, sometimes I thought, I guess, during the course of the book, maybe it's because I'm an old cynical middle-aged lady. I mean, I remember that feeling of, you know, your first love, the person that, you know, first really fall in love with outside of your own family and, and uh, um, how intense it is and you can't imagine it ever ending. So sometimes when I was reading, I was like, this is great, guys. Enjoy it. <laughs> it lasts. <laughs> but uh, but you know, you never know. I know I have I have friends who've known each other since they were in high school and they're still married after you know like 30 odd years and they still like each other. <laughs> so <See? laughs> possible, anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Rosemary. I was kind of like, I mean, I'm just cynical, but okay, guys. <laughs> But you never know. You never know. Okay, so let's talk about upcoming programs. I um, I'm going to talk about children's and teen programs. We have a lot of great stuff going on in the children's room. There are so many programs for literally every age, from zero to uh, fifth grade. There are some great programs um, for the younger children. We have Mother Goose preschool and toddler time. There are three different story times where we do stories and songs for the appropriate ages. Mother Goose time is on Wednesdays from 11 to 11.30 and it's for zero, zero months, so newborns, to 12 months. And like I said, 11 to 11.30 on Wednesdays. Uh, preschool story time is for ages three to five. Preschool story time is on Tuesdays from 11 to 11.30. And that's for ages three to five. And it's longer stories and songs. And it's really cool. And we have toddler time on Fridays from 11 to 11.30. And that's for 12 months to three years. So we have story times for zero to five years. That's great. We also have a bunch of programs for school age children as well. So you can check the website, you can call us, we can help you sign up for programs, find out what's available for your, your child. Um, on to teen programs. We have a lot of cool stuff going on. So we have separated the programs into middle school programs and high school programs, just to give those two different groups their own space, their own time, age appropriate things. I'm just going to talk about a few. For the middle schoolers, we have Manga Book Club. We have, which is on Thursdays from four to five, once a month. We have tween movies. We're showing a different movie every month. Once a month, it's on Fridays from 4 to 5.30. Middle School Book Club 
It's on Tuesdays once a month from four to five and a board game club, which is just on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, just come to the teen room, play with us. And for the high schoolers, on Wednesdays from four to five, once a month, we have the Graphic Novel Book Club. We also on Tuesdays have the Lit Squad Book Club, which is just a high school book club. And we have Teen Crafts, and that's on Mondays, twice a month from four to five. Um, every Monday from 5.30 to 7.30, we have English homework help, and that's for grades 6 through 12. So you can come in, you don't make an appointment, you just come first, come first, serve. And whether you have an assignment, homework that you're stuck on, or if you want us to look over a paper you've written, we can do any of that. Just helping you prepare for a test, whatever you need, English related, we can help you. That all sounds great, Morgan Chief. We have two new recurring programs, ESL or English as a Second Language, and also Italian Conversation. Um, ESL is going to be every other Saturday at 2, I believe, and then the Italian Conversations every other Friday at, at 12. But double check on our website, nyaclibrary.org. And we also have a bunch of other programs coming up too as well. Cool. Um, so Mamaronek Library is celebrating its centennial all of 2023. So there's every month there's special programs going on sort of to correspond with the decades, like January is the 20s, February is the 30s, et cetera, et cetera. So in January, we have a book discussion and a film screening of The Great Gatsby. And also on the 18th, I think it's, yes, the 18th at 6.30, we're, we have a special film uh, event next door to libraries, uh, a theater called the Emelin. And we're going to show a silent film called The Three Ages, which is Buster Keaton's first feature film. And we have a local uh, composer musician whose name is Kurt Cobell, who composed an original score for the film. So he's going to come and play it while we show the, the, the film. And on, let's see, oh, on Zoom with Tracy, <laughs> we're doing a collaboration. Um, January organizing jumpstart with Jamie Novak, who has quite the following. I think that's January 12th at seven o'clock on Zoom. So if you can't come over the bridge, you can uh, zoom in with us too. Those all sound good. Wow. And our next episode, we're still figuring it out. So, but we're glad to be back and hopefully we'll be back soon. We're thinking February, um, maybe we'll do something kindred, maybe not, we'll see, but you'll see us soon. So if you want to contact us, we have several different ways that you can do that. So on Twitter, it's at Nyack Library. Facebook is facebook.com slash Nyack Library. We also have a website, it's nyacklibrary.org. And we are on YouTube. On YouTube, it's Nyack Library from Home. If you want to email us, the email to use is info at nyacklibrary.org. For Mamaronic, the website is mamaroniclibrary.org. And their Facebook and Instagram name is Mamaronic Library. For Facebook and Instagram, it's Mamaronic, at Mamaronic Library. And on YouTube, it's Mamaronic Public Library. I'm Morgan Strand. I'm Tracy Dunstan. And I'm Rosemary Farrell. And thank you for listening to episode 17 of Paper Cut. Papercut, the Nyack Library podcast, 
is presented by the Nyack Library with the Monaranek Library. It is hosted by Morgan Strand, Rosemary Farrell, and Tracy Dunstan. It is edited and produced by Tracy Dunstan.